Welcome everybody to another episode here on the Swiss Football Show. I am your host, Emmanuel Stau, and I am delighted to be joined, like always, by my dear colleague Giacomo Notari. Hey Giacomo, it's been quite a busy weekend, right? How are you, man? Uh, all good, Emmanuel. Happy to be here, like every week. A lot happened, you know. Uh, this weekend, a lot of games. Big game coming up, especially this Wednesday. We are going to talk about it, of course, but not only big news uh, in the league. And uh, yes, excited. Mm, for sure, man. Let's get right into it. Um, what has been your story of the weekend? Mm, I think it, it has to be the the Sion against eBay game, you know, because I think uh, Sion really, he, they put everything to trash by themselves like you know you are up 2-0 in Wangdorf against eBay and you know with that with the red card before the the half time we already knew that what was going to happen in the second half basically so you know it, it was really a pity that uh, all the efforts they managed to to put up at the beginning of the game uh, everything nice they managed to to show uh, it was all forgotten at the end because no points, four goals conceded and uh, disaster class in the second half. So nothing to add, man. Really a, a sad um, downgrade through the through the game for Sion. Mm, yes, for sure. Um, on the other hand, for young boys, it was a very crucial victory um, because obviously they, they aren't in form at all. Um, at least in the league during the week uh, last week at least in Manchester um, they they had quite a good game um, got away with a point more would have been possible but still a, a point so um, they kind of uh, went out in a in a worthy way out of Europe um, so now they can focus fully on the league right and uh, with Zurich Basel and Lugano all being ahead of them in the table um, that win against Sion was extremely important also for David Wagner, right? Um, because there has been many critics of him now. Um, I mean, it hasn't been easy for him this autumn because so many key players were injured. Um, but still, with some decisions, um, he did raise a few questions here and there. Um, but all in all, um, I think it would have been too early to really, really worry about the coach. Do you agree with me or uh, do you already think that uh, a, a discussion about Wagner um, should happen soon? Even, you know, uh, even uh, if if eBay are going to, to end this first half of the season in a positive way? Uh, to be honest, I'm afraid that the the questionings about Wagner were about to be open uh, after 15 minutes on, on Sunday, you know, because uh, people maybe were already doubting before the game, considering the the past month, the past results of eBay, and they said, wow, we are down 2-0 against Sion after 15 minutes. Okay, so uh, what's going to happen with Wagner? Luckily, he managed to, to win the game at the end. But uh, yes, I can understand uh, if people are starting to to think about it, you know. Um, is Wagner maybe the right person to drive us to the fifth championship in a row? Maybe he isn't. Maybe... 
eBay needs something else. So yes, I, I think it's uh, it's normal, you know, to to think about this. But like we said in in previous podcasts, like right now, eBay won't have any excuses, you know, in the second part of the season because no European football. Uh, some players will be back from injury, so all the conditions should be there. They will also probably have one or two new players during the transfer window. So all the conditions will be there to to do well. So then if uh, Wagner won't be able to compete with Zurich and Basel, he isn't going he, he wouldn't he won't be the the right person. Okay, okay. Yes, interesting interesting insight there. Um I mean, you know, there is probably no better directed club in Switzerland than Young Boys, right? With uh, Christoph Spiecher at the wheel, um, they have some of the, the clearest club strategy you, you, you can possibly find in Switzerland. And uh, they are also very well known for, for their, their calmness, you know. Um, I mean, under, Spie- under uh, Spiecher, they have never ever uh, fired a coach, at least. I think so, right? Because he came in after, yes, he came in uh, after Hütter. And Hütter, of course, left by himself. Uh, so did Sewane. Um, they never had a such a, 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 a down phase under Spiecher yet, like the, in this autumn, you know, with like a streak of losses or just a streak of winless games. Um, obviously, also the cup out in against Lugano didn't help. And... Uh, Still, um, I mean, I do get why people would doubt David Wagner. Um, but like I said, there have been so, so, so many absentees um, in this autumn that we just have to give Wagner the benefit of the doubt and, um, you know, let him let him now train in, in winter with a recovered squad. Uh, let's hope for no more injuries, uh, for a few reinforcements in the squad here and there. And then let's see what Wagner can do if, his whole squad is available because I still think with this squad uh, you just have to win the championship and um, if like you said if Wagner doesn't deliver then it's it's very well possible that um, you know next summer someone else will be there yes absolutely there is no no disaster no no danger at the moment you know he still has some excuses plus nothing extremely horrendous has happened you know eBay still uh, got some points in, in the Champions League an incredible win against Manchester United a point in, in Old Trafford etc plus it's not for example comparable to what happened last year last season to to Basel you know under Chiriakos Forza where everything was going in the ro- wrong way you know of course um, eBay uh, just won four championships and Basel uh, last season, they weren't the, the leading champions, maybe not exactly the same uh, expectations. But still, you know, the crisis that Basel had the past season is not comparable to that kind of uh, eBay this season struggling to to have a, a, a streak of win. So I think it's um, it's it's a bit too too hard. For, to say La Wagner uh, has to do more, has to do more. Right now, we will see. You know, no disaster at the moment. They are playing against Basel uh, tomorrow because today is Tuesday. Uh, if he wins 
um, tomorrow, for example, everything is still super open. And even if it, it doesn't uh, win tomorrow, everything can still happen. Yes, for sure. Um, but let's move on to another story of the weekend. Um, I want to highlight real quick Nikola Jumic and uh, maybe the most stupid action I have seen in quite a while in uh, in all of Swiss football. Um, obviously, you know what I'm talking about. But just to illustrate this, uh, Nikola Jumic, um, a, a newly signed winger from FC Luzern. He came in summer, I think, from Serbia. Um, he has struggled hard at the start of the season, but now he has, he has found his feet. You know, he scored his first goal uh, last week or, no, I think two weeks ago against Basel. And now he scored his second one in Zürich against Geetze, a very important equalizer in the second half. Obviously, Luzern are struggling hard um, in, 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 in this period. Um, they are rock bottom of the table. Um, and Jumic scored that very important goal. And then... The guy took off his shirt and completely forgot that he had already seen a yellow card. So he went off with a a, a red card for taking off his shirt, which is definitely up there in, in the dumbest, dumbest actions I, I have ever witnessed, to be honest with you. That's crazy. And imagine if, uh, if Lucerne had lost the game after that. So there was still uh, a quarter of an hour left. So... Uh, I saw the um, the Schürf reaction. He, he was mad at him. He was like, "What are you doing, man?" Because Lucerne was back in the game, one-one, 15 minutes to play, and uh, down to 10 because of that uh, stupidity. So, luckily, uh, no consequences because they still managed to to get a draw. But who knows? Maybe 11 against 11, they they would have managed to to win it. So yes. Of course, he forgot that uh, that he had already a, a yellow card, but still, you know, uh, for me, it's unforgettable. So yes, <laughs> he's not. lucky because the, the winter break is coming. So he, he won't be maybe out of the group, like uh, in order to, to have a punition. But uh, for example, if three games were coming right now, probably the, the coach would have kept him out for the three games just to to make him think better next time <laughs> you know Jumic um, it's it's a pity because the goal was actually a really good one you know some great footwork great finishing from it from a not an easy not an easy angle um, but it's just it's so fitting with the whole situation of FC Luzern like they are always constantly falling over their own feet you know, um, and, uh, you know, it's just symbolic for, for, for what's happening with Luzern this autumn. I mean, let's, let's be clear, um, Sandro Chiefo, the interim coach, you know, um, has now had three games and uh, Luzern have only won one point. And each time Chiefo himself has looked not that good in front of the media, you know, uh, Two weeks ago, he made headlines when he said that uh, his squad was individually better than uh, table leaders FC Zürich squad, which was completely insane. And then uh, obviously Luzern got trashed by Zürich. Um, now this week after the game, he said that uh, it it could be a um, 
a valuable experience for Chumic for getting sent off like that. And I just think, again, he hasn't found quite the right words because I wouldn't put it that way. Um, you know, getting a red card for taking your shirt off definitely isn't a valuable experience because um, it's just it's just stupidity. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like uh, un unforgettable, like I said, like really stupid. And uh, yes, like you said, he was also finding himself in the previous weeks and he will miss uh, the last game of 2021 against Cervezo. That's also uh, one of the consequences of his gestures. So of course, he will learn from that, but uh, you, you shouldn't need a, a red card like that to to learn from that, you know. Yes, definitely. Um, but still, uh, today there have been uh, some exciting news for Luzern. Uh, obviously, they are still uh, looking out for a new head coach after Celestini uh, was fired. And now it seems like they have found it. According to media reports, it's Vaduz coach Mario Frick, who is going to be the new FCL coach. Um, obviously, he uh, has made an amazing job with Vaduz last season. Um, he's still a very young coach um, with actual big potential, I think. Um, how do you feel about that possible signing, Giacomo? Yes, absolutely. For me, it's a, it's an intelligent choice from Lutzern because uh, we saw in the uh, in the last uh, in the last period of uh, the previous season with Vaduz what Freak managed to, to do, you know, suddenly uh, Vaduz, everyone thought that it was already over for them and they were back in the race in order to, to stay up. At the end, they didn't manage to do it because Sion uh, did uh, a good series uh, just at the end. But still, you know, what Vaduz, uh, what Vaduz did um, in the second part of last season was uh, also... Uh, uh, Mario Flick deserves credit for that. So I think it's a good choice, especially because Lucerne is in a similar position as Vaduz. You know, uh, uh, their first part of the season is a disaster. They don't have, um, they probably have the, the weakest squad, um, one of the weakest teams in the league at the moment. They're probably lacking some things, a bit like Vaduz. And uh, yes, he, he knows how to deal with uh, with this uh, freak, and it's interesting for him because you know he was back in the Challenge League this year fighting for promotion, and uh, now he is again in the Super League in a situation similar that uh, last season's Vaduz, but fighting uh, in order to stay up. So I think this time is not going to. If he, I'm confident that. He didn't manage to stay up with uh, Vaduz last season, but I think he, he will manage to do it with uh, with Lutzer. He's a good uh, coach. You know what would be exciting? Um, I would kind of like seeing him uh, try to sign some of his old Vaduz players now to Luzern. Um, because obviously last year there, there have been quite some revelations within that Vaduz side, even though they got relegated. Um, I'm thinking uh, primarily, of course, uh, of Matteo Di Giusto, the young Swiss U21 Nazi attacker. He actually has already been on the radar of Luzern in summer, but he decided to stay. Um, and maybe now with uh, Frick joining Luzern, uh, maybe the gate could open again for Di Giusto. Maybe we could see him in the Super League. I think that would be an exciting and uh, also a uh, like a, a logical and good signing for for the club. Um, 
Another name that I want to throw in there is Joel Schmidt, the center back. He went to Zion after his amazing debut campaign last season, um, but he isn't lucky at all in Zion. Obviously, Tramezzani um, doesn't trust him. He puts his trust into into the players he already knows from his previous spells at the club. So Schmidt is completely out of favor, um, but we all know what he's capable of. And that FC Luzern defense, um, let's be honest, is absolute shambles. And uh, they could definitely need an, an additional center back uh, with the quality of Schmidt. And Schmidt as well knows how to work under Mario Frick. So I think that could be a match as well. Yes, and there is also the the question about uh, is Luzern going to play three at the back with uh, with Frick, like in Vaduz, for example, you know, because uh, it could be uh, an, a possibility. And if so, they have to to bring on new centre backs and also wing players. I am thinking about um, Pius Dorn last season, who, who, who was also a, one of the mm. revelations who signed with the uh, with Tun. Yes, I don't he's very he's, strong in Tun. Yes, yeah, he's, he's good, he's, and I think he could play that. Uh, for example, three defenders. He could play that on the on the left wing. So. That's also, I think, yes, the the first games in 2022 of Frick with uh, Lucerne are going to be exciting. I think it's going to be uh, to bring a new energy, a new motivation to the player. That would have been the same for every trainer, but that we have to consider it. You know, when a new coach comes in in the middle of the season, there is also there is um, there is um, oftenly that um, that new energy. For example, it's happening to to Lugano with Crocitorti, and uh, yes, to be honest, I'm I'm really confident with that with that uh, new coach, and uh, I'm convinced that he can do well. Yes, no, for sure. I I do think as well that Flick would be an excellent choice, and. Uh... I just want to touch real quick on Pius Dorn um, because I really like that idea that you brought up here. Uh, Dorn is excellent for Toon this season. He's a, a right wing back um, and has scored uh, six assists and uh, one goal in uh, 17 games for Toon this season in the Challenge League. He's very fast, dynamic, uh, has good crossing. So um, he would definitely be a, a great player if you want to play with three at the back and, and wing backs. And uh, like you said, if you want to implement that system, um, which is obviously Frick system, then you definitely need new centre-backs. Um, Burg is the only one who has the quality and the speed, um, because, I mean, Holger Bartsch, Holger Bartstuber and David Omjoni are absolute scandalous so far this season, and both are far too slow for playing with uh, free at the back. So, um, I mean, Schmid isn't the, isn't like the, the fastest player as well, but he does know the system. He, he has excelled in that system last season, so... I think uh, it could be quite an exciting idea to bring back some of uh, Frick's old players, to be honest. Yes, it could be. Plus, like you said um, a few weeks ago, I think uh, Luzern historically in the past season has always has always done better in the second part of the season. So right now with a new coach, with the winter transfer that is coming, I'm convinced that uh, right now they have, what, 10 points? 11, point, 11 points, I think. Yes, they have 11. I think they can do at least the the double of that points in the second part of the season. You know? It would be very important, obviously, you know, to, they to can, stay to, to to kind of survive. Um, yes, you know, they can easily get easily I mean, get 22 points at least in in 18 games. 
But you know, we, we also have to be clear. I mean, it's not that they are completely lost yet. Um, obviously, no. there's also Lausanne Sport, and uh, Lausanne Sport do look like a relegated side in, in <laughs> already as well, at least in in some periods um, this season. So, I mean, if you had to pick out of the two, one team to go down directly, which one would it be, Giacomo, at least if you consider right now? It's tough because we have to see what's going to happen this winter. We know that Lausanne probably has a bit more uh, money to, to bring in new players. But as 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 it looks like now, I will say uh, I will say Lausanne is going down immediately. But Lausanne, uh, okay, okay. Yes, but yes, I, yes, there is I... also the the new coach, the the new players, so it's really difficult to say. No, but I, I agree with you. I do think as well that uh, especially if Frick is now going to be the new FCL coach, I do believe that Luzern do have quite an advantage uh, of Lausanne Spore or ahead of Lausanne Spore. Um, but, you know, like you said, of course, Ineos um, is behind Lausanne. So if they are in, in danger, maybe they will, uh, you know, uh, bring some uh, expensive players, some players uh, with quality. Um, obviously, in summer they didn't do it. They just brought, um, you know, not not really that not, not really players at least that were already um, you know uh, that had proven themselves on that level before. And of of course they had to uh, you know react and bring in some uh, clubless players like uh, Simone Grippo and Laminconé, and both have stabilized uh, the team, but. Um, it's still clear that they that they are lacking essential things. Yes, essential things like, uh, for example, scoring goals. And exactly. there the, 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 there was a, a contestation of uh, Suleiman Sissi at the end of the game on uh, on Saturday against Zurich. Like the fans went into the the stands to to catch him. Uh, like they were all demanding for for new strikers, and uh, like they had a, a chat. According to to Blick Romandie, like the the fans went to to talk with the sporting director. Uh, we want new strikers. We want something. We need goals. People aren't having fun because, in fact, uh, nobody is coming to the stadium in in Lausanne since one month. You know because it's cold. The results are tremendous. Uh, are a disaster. Um, plus the there is nothing to see. You know, you can lose and, and, and show something to the people. You know, you don't have to, to win game to be attractive, but really nothing can convince people to come to the stadium. And so people are unhappy, unhappy and uh, and uh, that, that's why that um, that thing happened um, on, on Saturday at the stadium. So for sure something is going to happen. Absolutely. You know, we have to see also what is going to happen with uh, Aldin Turkes. Turkes. I hope that uh, he will be back in, in February, really, for him, but also for, for Lausanne. And uh, yes, they need, for sure, for sure, they need uh, players up on front, but everywhere they need something, in fact, you know. So I, I, I don't know. I, I still trust Borenovic. But I think he has to make more of a of a group. Also, not only his tactics, but he also has to work on the group because I feel like the the team is not is starting almost if they are already starting to not to give up, but not to care that much, you know. And uh, if you want to to stay, uh, at, especially at the end of the season, is more about 
wanting it than uh, deserving it technically you know yes yes i get what you're saying um i mean if you you were talking about fan unhappiness um maybe we also have to talk about a different topic that that uh, you know touches that fan unhappiness as well and obviously i'm talking about uh, the personalized tickets and uh, the closed visitor sectors um there has been quite an uproar in this in in all of the swiss fan groups because uh, the swiss football league and uh, um politics have decided to first of all close visitor sectors for the rest of this year officially due to uh, covid but also um they decided to bring in nom um, personalized tickets or in in french as you call it a billet nominatif right yes so that uh, people can only go to the stadium when they are showing an identification card that's that's basically the idea to kind of uh, fight against the uh, hooliganism and uh, and uh, you know uh, violence in the in the stadiums because there have been um some some um you know unfortunate events this season obviously the the main one being uh, the the pictures that we all don't want to see of of the of the fights between gtz and ftz fans uh, in the in the derby when ftz fans attacked the gtz sector and threw um Uh, fireworks into into the sector um, you know these pictures obviously don't help um, in in creating an image of football fans that are uh, peace loving you know because many football fans do already live with that uh, stigmatization of, of being hooligans or of of, of causing trouble and chaos and um, you know pictures like that don't help and uh, pictures like that only inspire and motivate politics to take up action which which happened and uh, now they are they are really uh, trying to get in these these personalized tickets and the problem is if they do so then uh, the fan scenes won't attend the games anymore because in their understanding it's against the autonomy um autonomy of being a fan and um, to to only allow attendance um with an identification card and you know you can obviously argue about that i also you know in some way i do think um personalized tickets aren't that bad of a thing i think uh, closed visitor sectors are far worse to be honest um but still i also get the feds because it's it's like their space there and and uh, they are already um you know they are already often um in 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 fights with the police or or have to to just uh, avoid avoid uh, getting caught or uh, without really doing already anything you know i i have many friends in the in the active fan scene um, across all of switzerland and uh, none of them are are ever like uh, involved in 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 trouble or chaos or violence and they still are uh, stigmatized uh, by by the police on on a on a daily basis or at least on a weekly basis of course when they attend the games uh, so i also get their their view um but you know it's it's very complicated and uh, also very unsettling and already now um, while i'm talking about it i i really i already lose my interest in talking about it because it just pisses me off i just i don't like these these topics you know but uh, obviously we have to talk about it so uh, giacomo what is your take on it yes 
I think uh, a bit like you, you know, I don't think it's a bad idea. The thing is that we saw it is almost impossible to to make the ultras accept that. So nobody wants a stadium without fans. Everyone want, want, uh, wants a, a safe stadium, but nobody wants a, a stadium without um, without fan, without uh, a bit of, um, you know, it's always... Um, Incredible sometimes what's going, what's happening with the with the ultras, with the choreography, etc. But uh, you know what's happening at the moment. You know this weekend a lot of fans were in the home stands, like uh, in the stands with the families, etc. And they they went there instead of going into in the um, uh, outside the visitor sector. In the visitor sector, they went directly there. So. At the end, nothing's changed, but it almost only got worse. So that's each in only one week we saw that it was problematic. So, but I think at the moment they are really passing a bad time. All the all the Swiss football fans of the of the teams, the ultras, because you know, first of all, the the sector the stands were closed, no public. Then they wanted the the personalized ticket then they closed the the guest sector and the visitor sector so maybe that was the too much one the one that was too much and they they reacted uh, by coming in the in the stands and uh, yes uh, that's also not the the subject that uh, i enjoy talking about but yes I, I think personalized ticket isn't a bad idea but we we have to change the the opinion of the fans about it. But it's going to be very, very difficult. Um, yes, we saw it this weekend. It's um, it looks impossible to be. It honest. looks impossible. There, there has to be some strong dialogue there because if you just uh, go in with it and uh, just just uh, you know um, activate your plan and throw in the personalized tickets, then you're going to lose your ultra scene. And in the end, Swiss football needs the the ultras because. Um, our football isn't attractive enough um, to only uh, get some neutral fans in because, like, you know, the stadiums would be empty without the, the ultras. And obviously there would be no choreos, no no singing, no atmosphere at all. And the product Super League just isn't attractive enough to guarantee an atmosphere uh, without the ultras. And in the end, of course, um, there will be big, big, big... Um, uh you know they 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 will uh, they will all get some financial um issues if they if they um just continue with their plans because obviously closed visitor sectors if you're actually like going to close them like for good not just now until winter is over due to pandemic reasons but like good which i don't think would be possible to be honest um then you're going to to uh, to uh, have a big, big, big problem as a club because obviously you have less fans in your stadiums. And as the Swiss Football League, you're also going to have a problem um, not only with, with closed visitor sectors, but also with the IDs uh, because then you lose all your ultras and without the ultras, um, there is no atmosphere in the stadiums and uh, people will be even more hesit hesitant to watch Swiss football on TV as they are already now because they are convinced by the quality. Um, even Swiss people. So um, it's just a very complicated and just uh, like we said before, and, um, 
just a topic that that that's very unsatisfying and yeah, well it's just like i said i i don't like it um i don't like bringing up these unnecessary things and just complicating everything but in the end um we have to address it in some way or another but i suppose um we have done it now and we can progress to the next thing right Giacomo? yeah yes i think we have to to talk about the the game that's coming up tomorrow that could also tell us more about the the title race you know ebay against basel uh basel actually at the third spot yeah, there are six seven points away from uh, no they are six points away from Zurich with one game less. Yes, exactly, 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 exactly. And uh, eBay is just behind. But before talking about the game, I would like to talk about two things about Basel. First mm -hmm, of all, one. pretty fun. You know, they played um, on Thursday. They qualified against Karabakh 3 nil, but, you know, really luckily, you know, because uh, 40, it was a nightmare for them the, the first 20 minutes. Uh, Karabakh scored, like they clearly mm -hmm. scored, and the goal was not given because no goal line technology. But they really, it was really tough, tough for, for Basel. But they managed to to keep a, a pseudo clean sheet, but <laughs> at the end it was a clean sheet. And then they, they managed to, to turn around the game. Plus what happened uh, at the end of that game, you know, uh, with uh, Sebastiano Esposito, who apparently uh, refused to to come in to play only 10 minutes, and uh, uh, you know he he exposed himself to to reaction from uh, Miki Lang, uh, Taulan Xhaka, Kintia, also with um, the the coach uh, Patrick Ramen, and he didn't call him up for the game against Servet. Uh, Zegrova also wasn't called up, but for another reason. Not I think Zegrova was injured. Injured, okay. It wasn't a behavioral thing. But for, for Esposito, you know, it it was because of his behavior. And, uh, you know, I I'm, I was really disappointed about this news um, personally, because, you know, big talent. We were all excited what we saw with him, um, uh, especially his... Um, his duo with Cabral was one of the most exciting things in the in the first game weeks of uh, Super League this season. He got injured, now he's back and he's acting like he's the, the superstar of the league. I don't know what, you know, uh, he's a young man from 20 years old, he's coming back from injury. Uh, there are a lot of good players in that team. Uh, he, he has to accept that maybe he's not going to be always a starter, especially when he's back from an injury. And he's acting like uh, a Real Madrid player. So I, I, I was really disappointed. I don't know about you. What's your thoughts? Look, um, this is one of the risks that you have to live with if you are following the transfer strategy of Basel, because Basel deliberately went in for these super talents. You know, players like Esbosito, players uh, like uh, like. Um, uh, Joelson Fernandez, players like um, who else did they get? Tavares, Tavares, exactly. Um, uh, Miller, Miller. But like from all of these, I think it's fair to say Osbosito is like the, the biggest wonder kid, right? Palacios least, um, also. Palacios. Oh, Palacios, yes. But Palacios is already in winter. But uh, that's the that's the thing you get because these wonder kids, um, as they are called. Um, they are often in, in today's world, social media and everything. 
they are already seeing themselves as as stars, as actual stars. And if they already are coming to Switzerland, which isn't something that um, they would do if they were actual stars, let's be honest here, um, if they were already actual stars, at least they can develop into stars here, but just in our domestic standards. But if they were actual stars already, they wouldn't play in freaking Switzerland. They, they wouldn't. Um, so just that mindset of these young players of considering themselves um, stars and more worthy than, than the other players is just something absolutely ridiculous. And I can't stand that behavior, to be honest. And Esposito, it's a pity because he's... He's been excellent at the start of the season and he's had some injuries and everything. But now, you know, disciplinary issues like that just completely ruin your career and you can't do it. And if you're doing it in Basel, then you're also going to do it later back in Inter or when, wherever he wants to play in the future. I mean, he's a very talented player, of course, but he's no star yet. And um, he is one of the youngest players in that squad, you know. The, the real stars of that team, at least in my eyes, are uh, obviously next to Artur Cabral, are the experienced guys like Heinz Lindner, uh, Fabian Frey, Valentin Stocker. These are the players that you're listening to, even if you are considered a wonder kid and you just can't do stuff like that and uh, just uh, do your own thing. And uh, in the end, you will just cause trouble in the team. And boah, I really don't know what to say. I think I think he should be suspended for a while, to be honest. And um, I, if I was Basel, I would really, really, really try to uh, sit down with him and make clear that if it happens again, he can play with the U21s. Absolutely, man. It's disrespectful also for his teammates, you know. Uh, uh, but I, I saw today that apparently he has uh, apologized in training, but he still hasn't apologized publicly, you know, on social media, etc. But uh, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be um, a question if he's going to be there tomorrow against eBay. For sure, he's not going to be in the starting 11. But uh, also, if he's going to be in the group, probably not. L like you said, I I would agree with you. For me, he doesn't have to play until uh, the second part of the season as a punishment. I think he deserves that. Plus, he like that we will be sure that he's going to be 100% fit and if he deserves to play okay you're in the starting 11. so give him time to recover and at the same time punish him a bit but uh, yes unacceptable and you're in Basel huh? one of the is still a, an European known club you know a club that beat uh, Tottenham back in the days beat Manchester United uh, first uh, place in the Conference League. You know, everyone in Europe knows Basel, uh, maybe probably more than eBay, even if eBay has dominated in the past season. So Yes, for sure. You know, so it's not because it's Switzerland that uh, it's uh, something crazy. Okay, because uh, last year he was playing in the second division of Italy, even if he belongs to, to Inter. Darian Males also belonged to Inter and <laughs> look where he is now. So, uh, yes, but I, I think... Uh, you know, he's not going to act like that uh, uh, anymore. I hope so, because uh, like you said, otherwise just go in the U21. Yes, and I mean, look, if you're, if you're doing a strategy of Basel, um, like, uh, you know, ac um, actively preferring 
the talents of other teams instead of your own talents, um, which of course is something that uh, the talents in Basel, like the young players in Basel, in the U21, U19, etc. Um, these players um, aren't happy at all about all these guys in their own age coming in and filling up the first squad because they want to get to the first squad themselves. And Basel have been well known for their excellent youth development. And they, again, have some very exciting youngsters in their U21 side and uh, in, their, in, their, in their other U teams. Um, for example, Tresor Samba, best goal scorer in the promotion league. You know, a, a energetic striker, extremely talented. He hasn't had a single chance yet with the first team. Um, also because of players like Esposito, who are in his position and who take up that space in the first team. And, you know, if you are Basel, then just have to decide if um, am I going to, to let Esposito um, do whatever he wants Um Or am I going to give a chance to a youngster that actually deserves his chance because he's done everything for it? And not just like Esposito who thinks he's a star and uh, just thinks he deserves to do whatever he wants because he is Esposito. You know what I'm saying? Um, so for the inner chemistry also of the youth sector, I think it would be very important to show that behavior like that just has, has, has consequences. Absolutely, absolutely. It comes up. It reminds me a bit of what we were saying uh, a few months ago about meritocracy with the Nati. You know, imagine a U21 player is working ah is working his ass out in order to be in the first team, and in the first team there is like uh, some players that are aren't even 23 years old, things that are stars, and they are taking a place in the in the team instead of them. So yeah, that clearly something that uh, I think. Um, the respectable players like uh, Frey, Shaka, uh, Lindner, and uh, also also the coach Ramen talk uh, with him about that, and uh, maybe they made him realize that uh, he is no one in Basel, so he has to be like everyone else to respect the institution, to respect uh, the team, and to he is considered like all the 23, 25, 30 other players that are in the in the first team uh, in the first team list yes for sure Giacomo but um let's move on we have talked about Basel right so we should also talk about eBay ahead of their big clash tomorrow night and eBay of course um like we already said before have been very unlucky with injuries this season oh my um After last week, there have been two additional, not last week, last weekend, sorry, there have been two additional absences. First being Michel Ebischer, who has been uh, very, very good this season, actually. And then second choice keeper, Guillaume Fevre, who has been the starting keeper since mid, mid of autumn, um, because David von Balmos is injured as well. So now we have the situation that eBay has to play with their third choice goalkeeper against Basel, um, which probably is going to be Nicolas Amiter, a New York-born uh, goalkeeper uh, from who came from Arau just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and now he's going to start in the biggest game of Switzerland. That's crazy. It's crazy, man. He, plus, he's going to be his only game, this one, and uh, probably the game against Lugano. So two two big games before he, he goes back to, to Arau because his contract is over at the end of uh, January. I think it was only for, uh, for uh, a few months in order to, 
Uh, I guess, huh? I guess I think he's back for the second part of the yes, season exactly, in Arau. Exactly. So he's going to play two games. Maybe he's going to show up, and uh, eBay is going to sign him permanently if he does if he does well. So big opportunity for him in a in a big stage, and on another end, you know, no no Ebisher. Uh, it's a big 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 loss for for eBay. Uh, especially if we consider that uh, you know Basel as a strong midfielder, eBay without um, without uh, him without Ebisher, you know Siero is good at the moment. Uh, Rieder is also good. Luckily, M Martins should be there. So if they play two or three, we'll see. But alternative are still there. But you know if you lose Ebisher plus your goalkeeper, mm, never good before. Uh, a crucial week like the one that is coming. Yes, just let me read to you the list of absentees for young boys. Um, it's insane, actually. Jean-Pierre Nsame um, is reportedly fit again. He's played with the U21s, um, but I doubt it. We will see him already uh, in the starting 11, probably on the bench, but not in the starting 11 yet. Um, so that makes Christian Fasnacht. David von Balmos, Ulysses Garcia, Felix Mambimbi, um, Cedric Zesiger, Esteban Petinia and Joel Monteiro all being the injured players. Um, obviously, Zesiger is reportedly fit as well. He has been on the bench this weekend, but um, um, he, he's not going to start. No way. They won't risk it. Um, so that's that means we'll see... Um, Probably Burgi again in the in the, because Camera is is um, suspended, right? Oh, good question. Let me let me check. Um, it could be, yeah. Huh? Or maybe I'm I'm fantasizing. Maybe maybe Camera is. Camera. Uh, no, Lauper is suspended. Lauper is suspended, right? Lauper is suspended. So the question really is is if Lustenberg is is going to start or not. Because Lustenberger obviously has just recovered from injury as well, and I don't know if they are risking it or not. But uh, if he's not starting, then that means that Nicolas Burki will get another shot in a crucial game for like the tenth time this season. <laughs> like no, not tenth, but I mean Burki has been all over the place now this this season, and uh, obviously he wouldn't have played a second probably if everything would have been okay. But now he's playing in all the big games. Crazy. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But it's crazy, like, uh, you know, eBay has to play uh, a crucial games like that. No Ensame, uh, no Fasnak, no Von Valbos, no Tsesiger, no Ebisher, you know, a 500% starting 11 players. And even like that, they have the depth the depth in the squad. To, to Tomorrow they are going to bring a, a European class team, you know, against Basel. Maybe with the exception on, of one or, or two players, but you know, that's also <laughs> tell us why uh, eBay is dominating the championship since seasons, you know. All those key players aren't there and it's almost like we weren't noticing anything, you know. And Sami is not there. They have Kanga, Elia, Sebache, crazy. Uh, uh, Fasnacht isn't there. Suleimani uh, is becoming a prime Cristiano Ronaldo for the past two, <laughs> for the past two weeks, but You know, and Gamaleo also is waking up again. So it's crazy. Sierra is stepping up. Um, really, you know, we're enjoying that. And um, as but maybe those absence tomorrow against. Uh, also, we have to say 
probably with all those players, they will be, uh, they will have more points. Uh, we talked about Wagner. Uh, if he had the, the whole team or at least half of the injured were there, uh, he probably would have at least three to five more points. But um, yes, in, in games against Zurich, against Basel, even against Lugano, those absence can make a difference for sure. Mm, definitely, man. But uh, let's just hear from you. Um, what's your tip for tomorrow? And before you answer it, the listener chances are did you already know the result of the game when you're listening to this after uh, Wednesday's game? Um, but uh, I'm still, I, st I still like to know, Giacomo, what is, what is your gut feeling? What do you say? I see a draw, to be honest. A goal from Meshak Elia and uh, uh, the goal from Elia and a, a goal from Basel, like uh, a long shot, a, a crazy goal from, uh, I don't know, it's going to maybe, maybe Palacios, you know what, a, a crazy stunning goal from Palacios and a goal from Elia and I will say 1-1. One, one. Okay, okay. I'm going with a victory of, of eBay. I think um, Basel, um, you know, um, they have completely lost their flow. That Esposito episode doesn't help as well. I say Ibe is going to win. Um, I say 3-1 Young Boys, another Wilfried Kanga masterclass. Two goals from Kanga, one goal uh, from... And Same. <laughs> Imagine. And Same nice, coming huh? back and scoring. Oof. It would be incredible. All right, let's go with that. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, no, let's go with that. Okay, let's go but with that. It's first go in summit. It would be crazy, you know. <laughs> but crazy. also, I'm thinking about uh, just imagine if tomorrow, you know, like Kanga scores two, Sibacha scores two, and uh, and Sami has to come back after that. Like the 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 two strikers are saying, no, no, we are staying. No, and Sami, he can stay with the U20. And, yes, exactly. The, <laughs> Send the him to promotion league for. <laughs> The competition between mm. the strikers is going to be crazy, and I like, like you said, uh, like you just said about Basel, like they are a bit washed right now. But uh, yes. you know they played Karabakh, Servet, uh, Ibe, and they are again playing uh, Getse this weekend, like four games in 15 days. You know, mm. and they are starting to getting really, really, really tired. Even uh, if you are not playing that much games at the end of the year, you are always tired. And uh, Basel is playing the double of the games. Um, at the, the double frequencies, and uh, yes, probably they are going to, they're never going to get six points out of uh, eBay and the Getse. So, probably tomorrow they are going to drop at least two points. Yes, that's a good call. That's a good call, Giacomo. Um, before we come to the end of today's episode, um, let's just wrap this up um, with three short Swiss football news from this week. The most recent one being that maybe you have you have seen it now as well. Silvan Wittmer, our Nazi right back, has enjoyed a masterclass performance tonight on Tuesday evening in the Bundesliga for his new club Mainz against Hertha. One goal, one assist in a whopping 4-0 trashing of uh, Hertha BSC. Um, it's already his second goal of the season and his third assist of the season. So Wittmer is really, really enjoying life in the Bundesliga. Giacomo, what do you say? Absolutely, man. I, while, while we were recording, I, I just saw the notification. When we started, I was like, who is he going to see it? <laughs> and uh, while we were talking, I saw that you already made that tweet about it. So, you know, is the I knew that you weren't sleeping. But uh, yes, yes. Good, good news. Good news. Absolutely. Absolutely. Enjoying himself in the Bundesliga. 
deserve. Absolutely. Someone who isn't enjoying his time that much right now probably is Winterthur's ex-coach Ralf Lose because he has been sacked last week. Giacomo, of course, Winterthur, they have started excellently. Um, they were on the first place for quite a while and then they have tapped in a, a very bad series. Um, Ralf Lose had to go after three and a half years. Uh, Davide Galla and Dario Zufi took over as interim's coach um, and they have won again. Three, not three, sorry, five, five three. to three in the derby against Wiel, exactly. Another thrilling game in the Challenge League. Oh boy, what a game that was. Um, so Ralf Lose is out um, and we can be excited to see who's going to be the new Winterthur coach because um, it's been quite a while now that there, there hasn't been some fresh blood. So let's see what the new project will bring. Exactly, and you called it a huh? uh, winter tour. Uh, you know that uh, when everything is going well, something is going to happen yes, at a I moment called. or another. <laughs> uh, in the past month, I don't know how much point they they got, but uh, I think we can count them on the on an end, even half of an end. You know, three three points. I don't know, but not many points for sure. And uh, right now, the the coach is gone, and we'll see who is going to take over. Yes, um, maybe Maurizio Jacobacci, who has been uh, fired today uh, by Grenoble in Ligue 2, but I don't think he's going to the Challenge League, to be honest. I think he will find something else um, because he's done too good of a job in Lugano last year. Um, but still, uh, sp speaking of Lugano, um, we also have to address this one. Um, Ignacio Aliceda from Chicago Fire becomes the first official January signing in the Super League. Um, the Argentinian winger of 21 years uh, joins Lugano uh, from partner club Chicago. Aliceda, a, a fast, skillful attacker, uh, Giacomo, um, how's been, how has the reaction been in Ticino? Yes, he's, uh, he's a good uh, joker, you know. I, he's not uh, expected to be, at least at the beginning, a, a starter in the second part of the season. But, you know, he's coming a bit like uh, like Selassie, probably, who isn't already official. But, uh, you know, out of the bench, a, a quick player on the wings who can also play. Uh, if Lugano plays with two strikers, he can go there. But, uh, yes, that player that is able to do differences, but isn't already 100% at his final form. You know, he's still young, still has to develop, but uh, Lugano could be the, the right place and he could also uh, do some favors to Lugano with, uh, you know, coming in uh, through the game when the defenses are a bit more tired. So who knows? It's always exciting when players come from the other part of the ocean. We, we are kind of curious and uh, we'll see in 2022 what's going to happen. Yes, definitely. Um, and I think that's that's already it now. Um, just maybe to give some information. Obviously, next weekend we have the last round of this year. Um, then we're going into winter break, and the league will only return at the end of January. Um, still, uh, you will definitely hear more from us uh, during that break because there is a lot to talk about, especially in the transfer. Uh, segment, so you can expect definitely some things um, from from the Swiss Football Show in that period. So keep your eyes open. Um, we will inform you about transfers, etc., during January and uh, December, of course, as well. Um, but for now, let's call it a day. Giacomo, thank you so much for joining us always, and listener, thanks again for tuning in. 
Um, I, 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 I really hope that you that you stick to, until the very end with us, um, and I hope to to see you see you next time again. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.